You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocates Weekly Bulletin. Wendell Hussey, our newest reader, is still in the clink. Who fucking knows when he's getting out? Uh, we've sent a bit of money over to his mother. Uh, we didn't pay him too much money to begin with, so I'm not sure why she's asking us for any. But uh, sure, uh, let's make the most of a bad situation. My name's Clancy Overall, editor of the Batuta Advocate, joined, of course, by Errol Parker, editor-at-large. How are you, Errol? I'm good, mate. You know, it's, it's it's been a bit difficult without Wendell here, but, you know, we've trudged along this week, and I guess... Uh, you know, he's got his court appearance on, uh, what time is it now? It's 2.30 in, in the morning on a Thursday here. So I guess pff, he's got court tomorrow, doesn't he? It's on the 18th. Yeah, well, I haven't actually been in touch with our court reporter about yeah. Wendell's uh, court appearance. Uh, we should send someone down, though. Uh, if not, we'll send Blowers. He should get bail anyway, but I'll tell you who is not getting bail this week, and it's the uh, poor people of the Dirty South. And that's where we're going to start this weekly bulletin. Uh, it's a direct quote from Gladys Berejiklian, and the New South Wales Premier down there. Whatever went wrong here in terms of this latest outbreak, rest assured no public servant will take responsibility for it. Yes, hot mess. Gladys fronted the media this morning in the Harbour City to placate the denizens of Sydney after it became apparent that this latest outbreak was due to a failure of government policy. Flanked by a bespectacled breakfast sausage in a suit who claimed to be the health minister and some other long-suffering public health expert, Gladys told the people of New South Wales to relax. That's right. She said, and I quote, Whatever went wrong here, the people of New South Wales can rest assured that no public servant will take responsibility for their failures or suffer the consequences of their ineptitude. We will find out what went wrong here and we will blame the victim and move on collectively as a state. This man in Bondi who spread this thing all over will feel the full force of the law. He'll have his face splashed all over the front pages of every red top from Bega to Byron to Baronga to Burke. He will suffer. It's pretty cold if you uh, ask me, but her honesty is a real welcome change of tact. Absolutely. I have to say, uh, now is not the time to be pointing fingers at those in charge of us that we pay a lot of money with our tax dollars. It's, uh, it's actually a time to... Tee off on the 60-plus-year-old men who work transporting people to and from the airport who haven't received their vaccination yet, despite wanting to. No, it's their fault. And from one finger-pointer to another, which brings us to our next story, a bloke in Queanbeyan at the Royal has been arrested by the New South Wales Fixated Persons Unit for saying... Barra is a fuckwit. Yes, the New South Wales Fixated Persons Unit have rushed to abuse some human rights in Queanbeyan today after a series of slightly derogatory remarks about the New South Wales national leader, John Barillaro, were made in the Royal Hotel Beer Garden this afternoon by a half-pissed, semi-retired scaffolder named Nathan, also known as Natho to his mates. The comments made by Natho revealed allegations of the New South Wales government being, quote, full of bloody crooks and were based off hundreds of so-called examples of the Deputy Premier being a, quote, corrupt bastard. Uh, that's what he was on about there, and I guess he got pinged by the federal coppers. Yes, Nathan said he decided to comply to this abuse of state power after speaking to his lawyer, who informed him it would probably be a pretty bad idea if he and his mates decided to coward punch some police officers, especially the jackboot cops that John Barillaro sends whenever he feels like getting a bit Sir Joe with his abuses of power. We approached John Barillaro for a comment, but he was asleep after a big day being tuckered out from white-anting Andrew Constance and organising failed mutinies against Gladys Berejiklian. 
Yeah, well, if uh, if if he doesn't do it, someone else will. If it's not An- Andrew Constance, who is it, mate? You know. Anyway, from uh, one group of white ants to a bunch of white women, the nation's rich white women left feeling like common Catholics as the Australian club denies Sheila's. This news story confirms that sexism is on the rise in Australia once again. It comes as the second highest cast of Australian elites have realised that the systemic discrimination is indeed not a thing of the past, with this newly oppressed minority now complaining that they feel like they're being treated like common Catholics. And Clancy, as a member of the Australia Club, how did you vote this week? I voted to keep it all men. Look, mate, uh, when you're as lucky as I am in marriage, sometimes you just want to be left alone. On the inverse, the Queen's Club up the road in Sydney is female only. I don't want to join that club. Why do women want to join my club? Well, the Diamantina Club started allowing women uh, to join back in 2009, and the only change I noticed was the toilets downstairs got some bins put in. That's about it, mate. Anyway, I think this uh, news story that, you know, that dominated the major mastheads all week is a sickening reminder of how close the Australian media class is to these elite clubs whose strict class-centric criteria rules out 99.9999999999% of the population, regardless of race or gender. So in other words, it's a bit of a non-issue. Exactly, exactly. But I'm sure we'll see a few more front pages on the nine Fairpax newspapers as everyone keeps getting text messages from their jaded friends. Yep, and speaking about irrelevant old women, Scott Morrison met the Queen this week and he said, Holy crap, you look much older in real life. What the heck? Yes, Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison has once again gone rogue while travelling internationally without his media advisors in tow. Following a completely pointless trip to the G7 summit in Cornwall, the PM visited Windsor Castle to see the Queen for a single cup of tea that meant more to him than anything else happening in the UK this week. However, the Australian monarchist community are extremely disappointed with the Prime Minister's actions after the BBC reported that Scotty from Marketing was thinking out loud again. During an exchange with Queen Elizabeth II, our head of state, it became clear that Morrison's interest in the royal family is purely a branding exercise to help him lure voters in the hair salons of suburban Australia. Tell you what, I wouldn't have picked the little Howard sycophant like Scott Watson to treat the Queen like a tuck shop mother. Maybe that's just how people show respect to their elders in Bronte. Who knows? I guess we'll never know, Clancy, but we're moving on to our last story, and it's back here in the Diamond Tina. A local man's Holden tracks has spontaneously combusted after a mechanic says it needs a new transmission. Yes, another Holden tracks has caught fire in Batuta, this one coming just days after a mechanic said it needed a new transmission. Since January, up to a dozen Holden crap Tevers and Traxes have been written off due to fire in the Batuta Shire, and police have no idea why or how. Yeah, this latest one being a Trax belonging to Mark and Deb Coleman. Mark told the advocate that his wife was complaining about the Holden bunny hopping and screaming, so he went for a drive and he could immediately tell something was very wrong. Mark told our reporter, and I quote, Sorry for the language. It's a real pig of a thing, that Trax. Yeah, well, it was anyway. I knew it was bad, so I took it down to the mechanics the other day, and he said, mate, it needs a new transmission. This one's fucked. I'm surprised you even made it here. And then I was all like, oh, for fuck's sake, I've already done my ass on one hold, and now this one is going to fuck me even worse. Fuck me without a kiss. So I took the keys back from the bloke, and he knew what I was going to do, and uh, anyway... um Yeah, so then he continued, he said, Anyway, I was simply driving it down the road this morning and the fucking thing just caught fire. All it took was a pair of tin snips, just made a few little cuts in the fuel line and away she went. 
Blokes were beeping their horns at me, and luckily a policeman was there, and he gave me a pat on the back just as I got out of the flaming cunt, and he said, fuck me, that was a close one. And we both just kind of laughed, and then the cop said, mate, these fucking Holdens are fucked anyway, mate. No wonder they went out of business, and I reckon this must be the 10th or 11th tracks or captiva I've seen catch fire this year. And he laughed again, but he fucking knew what was up. Mate, he's, mate, there's a lot of fucking dumb cops, but fuck me, there's some smart ones. Anyway, I rang up the insurance company and they pretty much said, you know, we're waiting for your call about that fucking tracks of yours catching fire, blah, 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 blah. Did you torch the cunt or what? Oh, it just caught fire. Yeah, right. I will have the pig towed to the nearest assessment center and we'll make sure you didn't torch the cunt because if you did, we'll put the handcuffs on you and flog you half to death with uh, socks full of sand and some dog chain. Yeah, they certainly don't speak the Queen's English in Batuta, do they? I uh, wouldn't seem they do, mate, but that's all we've got time for in this week's Weekly Bulletin. My name is Errol Parker. Have a lovely weekend, everyone, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Hooroo! Hooroo!